Episode 21 with Kevin Christie. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. Aloha, men of abundance. This is another week of abundance and I'm extremely excited this week because later this week my family and I are taking a trip over to the big island of Hawaii and we have some amazing activities planned and I'm going to be sharing a lot of those activities on Facebook live video that's going to publish directly to the blog at menofabundance.com forward slash blog you'll be able to see those live videos well at least you'll be able to see them replay over there and you can already go there to men of abundance blog and see some of the replay videos that I did from Facebook live I'm also going to be doing a storyline on Instagram story so the insta stories I guess that's what they're calling them <laughs> and I will be doing some storylines as we travel and you're going to be amazed uh, at some of the activities that we have planned one that I'm so excited about I'm not going to share right now but my little guy is going to be beside himself when he sees what we're going to be doing so that's pretty exciting but one of the biggest things about traveling and doing things like this is collecting the memories you know a lot of people like to collect things and that's fine but I like to collect memories. I like to travel. I like to do things with my family. And those are the things that live on forever. I mean, people can have cars and have all this other cool stuff, but they leave. They, they go away. They fade away. Uh, the memories, well, I guess you could say they fade away too eventually. Um, but they really do live on in the people that you love. So I encourage you to get out and travel as much as you can, especially get outside your state, get outside your city and for goodness sake, if you can, get outside the country. There are some beautiful places to visit out there, and it definitely is worth going out and meeting other people, getting to know other cultures. It really enriches yourself and your family if you're able to do that with your family. So before I introduce Dr. Kevin Christie, I want to remind you to go check out the show notes of this show they are amazing and here's the thing they are going to get better I've already seen some of the artwork that the guys that are working on the site they sent me some stuff today and I'm very excited about what's going on over there and the artwork and just making it a much more visual uh, more aesthetic much better place to hang out for you guys go check it out now go check out the show notes see what they look like now and then you'll be able to compare that to in a couple weeks and we're going to have all of the new graphics on the website it's just going to be amazing i'm so excited about that so right after this show go check out the show notes at menofabundance.com and for this specific episode it will be 021 and of course make sure you pay it forward and share that website with everybody that you run into share it on your facebook share it on your twitter share it on instagram send it send it out in emails whatever you've got to do Talk to people. Tell them, have you heard of this Men of Abundance community? Have you heard of the Men of Abundance podcast? Have you even heard of what a podcast is and how much you can learn and the experiences and everything associated with podcasts? I hope I'm bringing some of that to you. And I trust that I am because I'm getting good feedback from it. So be abundant in your life today and pay it forward and share this podcast and share the website with other men. Now, I'm not going to go over all of Dr. 
Kevin Christie's bio because it's extensive. But basically, Dr. Christie is a chiropractic physician and certified economic assessment specialist. He dedicates himself on treating his patients' symptoms and physical dysfunctions, whether it's a professional athlete, a weekend golfer, or an office worker. In fact, he treated one of my aches and pains from a distance and didn't even know it. Because the way that I first was introduced to Dr. Christie was from his podcast, of course. And his podcast is The Modern Desk Jockey. With just one episode, he completely relieved a pain that I was having, and we talk about it today in this show. One of the reasons why I wanted to have Dr. Kevin Christie on the show today is because he's taken what would normally be a kind of regular vocation, I guess you could say, and he's put a twist on it. And he's been very creative in what he's doing with his skills and with his talents and with his education as a chiropractic physician. It's very impressive. And I think you're going to get a lot out of this show. And you're definitely going to get a lot out of his show, The Modern Desk Jockey. So let's have that conversation with Dr. Kevin Christie. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. This one's been, you've been on my calendar for quite some time. I think you scheduled the furthest out uh, from anybody that I've scheduled so far. Yeah, I had a lot going on trying to, to, to launch my uh, actual podcast, so I just really wanted to focus on that for a bit, but uh, definitely glad we got to this point. So um, before we got started, uh, I gave a little bit of bio and talked a little bit about you, but I would like to hear a little bit about your background, working up to a little bit about what we're going to talk about today, and uh, let's get a little bit, a little bit personal. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm from South Florida originally and was an athlete growing up and had a fun time doing that. Went to Florida State University and worked with the athletics there. I didn't play sports in college, but really knew I wanted to go to chiropractic school uh, after that. And so I focused on the athletics aspect. And then when I was in St. Louis for, for chiropractic school, just really dove in as much as I could with the sports injuries and the sports medicine world. And so when I got out, I moved back down to South Florida and uh, just started at it. And I honestly, I got really lucky. I, early on, I started working with a lot of NFL players at a training facility and just building my reputation. You know, at a younger age, I was astute enough to at least realize I needed to niche down until it hurt. And I did that. And I really niched myself in the athletic world. And it was very, very good for me, um, and I've enjoyed that. And it's led to a lot of good uh, opportunities. It's been, you know, a really good builder of my business. And then from there, um, six years ago, I opened up my own practice in Boca Raton, Florida, with uh, hope and a prayer, and not a lot of money. And um, you know, I kind of even looking back on it, I had a scarcity mindset getting into it. And it was something that just kept me up at night. I struggled with, and but I, I did it anyway. So that was that was nice. And so I uh, did that. And then how I kind of veered into the, you know, talk a little bit about my my corporate wellness background is we, I had kind of been envisioning this. I want to have a chiropractic office on site at a corporation, and I could never make it happen. There was just so much red tape. I would meet these. Uh, you know, wellness directors and HR folks and CEOs, but they just never really had any interest. And then about two months into opening up my own practice, sure enough, someone walked in and asked if I had any desire to do it, and and I I made it happen. So that's how I've kind of now have a double niche of a lot of sports medicine. I get to work with a lot of professional athletes, but then also a lot of the corporate athletes also. And that's really become a big passion of mine. Yeah, and I'll tell you, we're going to get into it here in just a minute because – 
you have already affected my life in a physical way. Uh, and I'll, and I'll, yeah, and I'll, I'll talk about that in just a minute. But before we yep. do, uh, I skipped over something that I just talked yep. to you about that I'm putting into the show, and that is the attitude of gratitude. So I'd like to hear um, what you're grateful for today. I'm actually very grateful that I'm uh, in a very good place in my life currently. Uh, last year, 2015, was a very tough year, business and personal. Uh, but I've learned to work through that, and, and I've actually implemented the five-minute gratitude journal. And so I wake up each morning and I do that. And today I woke up uh, and one of my entries was actually, this is my first time being interviewed on a podcast. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Really am. I've done a lot of webinars and a lot of other types of things. I've actually been on some popular TV shows, but this is the first podcast. So it's exciting. All right. That's awesome. I'm I'm honored, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, speaking of podcasts, Mm-hmm. Um, and, and finding you and, and learning a little bit about what you're doing. And I was like, I, I just love your, your podcast because the very first episode that I listened to mm-hmm. had to do with, I, I think it had to do with the ergonomics of your mouse and yes. why you have a pain. Literally, I kid you not, for about a week, mm-hmm. I had this pain that was started at the top of my head right about the just about the crown of my head to the right yep. side and yep. it went down my neck and into my shoulder and i just couldn't it just it was the most it was the weirdest burning mm-hmm. sensation and this pain that i'd never felt before i listened to your show and mm-hmm. you're talking about how your mouse when you're using your mouse your shoulder yep. dips down a little bit and you know and you gave a few things to change that up and mm-hmm. fix that kid you not the next day I was I was like man wow you know that, that was amazing yeah you know we call it the mouse trap because it's right. the mouse and then the the trapezius muscle which is sometimes shortened to the trap muscle uh, that's the muscle that gets affected and yeah it's just the simple effect of reaching for your mouse constantly using it you're subtly struggling that shoulder and over time you overuse that muscle and it becomes this nasty trigger point there and and causes a lot of pain and it's something that can be easily fixed without having to buy all kinds of expensive equipment or anything it's just understanding what's going on you know and that's the key yeah exactly and you know i I understand the muscle groups and all that stuff but i did not know that it reached all the way up to to my head to my skull yeah yeah and that was amazing so and then another thing you know being with uh with a lot of insurance companies and stuff, I've been struggling with this with my wife because about a year ago she had some issues with her hand and she was, you know, feeling this tingling sensations in her hands and stuff and just feeling kind of weird. And I was listening to, there's a a popular chiropractor out here in Hawaii and he's always got his commercials on with his kids talking and everything. And I thought, you know what they were talking, it just so happened that they were talking about similar uh, symptoms that my wife was having. Okay. So I made an appointment for her, and on the first visit, it was, you know, when she actually, not the first visit, because they have to, you know, do the little evaluation stuff, see if you're, if they're capable of working with you and whatnot, but on the first treatment, uh, she felt the difference. So I'm a huge advocate of what you do. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I feel like we're filling a void in the healthcare system. There's definitely a lot of uh, frustration going on because if you have these aches and pains that are musculoskeletal related, you may go to your primary care and there's nothing that's a red flag and, and they don't necessarily have a, a solution other than maybe medication. Uh, or, or you go to your orthopedist and 
if it's not surgical, again, there's not a big solution. And so we actually get in there, you know, hands-on, find the issue, figure out what's going on, and, and then try to apply some manual therapy to it to, to fix it. Yeah, being a medic for 25 years. Oh, you know um, all that. Yeah, well, it, and I, I want to I add to that yeah. um, because being a medic for 25 years and seeing all kinds of, you know, working in and out of med- Army hospitals and just in the medical field in general, mm-hmm. um, it is unfortunate that most of the answers are, you know, take some, for, for infantry and my background anyway, you know, take some Motrin, make sure you take it with food or milk, and, and that's it, pretty much, and rest. Elevate, yep. you know, type of stuff. And it always has something to do with medication. And I'm, I'm not one for taking medication. My wife and I, need, I have to have a super, super bad pain to take a painkiller. And yep. I've been in lots of pain uh, in my past. And when I, I found that natural remedies good nutrition, good food, and and yoga, and stretching, and even, and then recently in the last year, chiropractic, I, you know, and now I'm looking at, now I found out that I can actually do like acupuncture and stuff like this. I'm willing to look at stuff like that before I put anything in my body. Yeah, absolutely, because ultimately, too, you're trying to find the the fix that is uh, a long-term solution, not just a cover-up, right. you know, and that's the biggest thing. And for me, whether I'm working with a professional athlete or a, someone that sits at a desk is that those two things aren't going to change. They're going to play their sport or they're going to sit at a desk because that's how they make their living or what they enjoy doing. And so if you just take the medication or you just get a, a short-term relief, they're still going to do the same things that are causing the issue. So you really have to address the issue also and, and fix that directly. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Usually it's just a Band-Aid that's not going to stick for very long. Yeah. So, you know, and all the success that you have and just doing what you're doing today and working with all these professional athletes mm-hmm. uh, and everything else that you have going on in your podcast, uh, I'm sure it's been smooth sailing along the way, but I'm also <laughs> sure that you've had quite a few kick-in-the-gut moments along yeah. the way, either professionally or personally. I'd like to uh, hear one of those biggest kick-in-the-gut stories. Yeah, you know, I, I had kind of alluded to it earlier that 2015 was a tough uh, year for me, business and personally, and it really was. You know, I think honestly, I came out of it with a lot of pride because I survived it. Uh, but I, in the span of a four-month period of time last year, uh, we had we lost one of our corporate locations that we were doing on-site care, and that was you know eight thousand a month in revenue um, for you know one locations a lot. We we received a letter from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida that they were cutting our rates by 40%. Um, so that was like another 5000 in month in revenue. And then I had to unfortunately terminate one of my doctors for something that happened. And he was a, a profit center of my business. And so I had all three of those bundled into the fact that I unfortunately was in the early phase of a divorce uh, mm-hmm. also. So it was really a, a business and professional or personal um combination that made it a very hard year and uh, it just I had to do a lot of self-reflection on everything and then I had to get my team together like my office team and just like let them know and, and have a lot of communication with them that this this is a struggle um, but I had to give them a lot of confidence that it wasn't going to take down the ship and so it was really just a a big kick in the gut moment just the whole year was if that makes sense no absolutely that makes a lot of sense and it seems yeah. like when it rains it pours yeah. uh, and it does come in bunches uh, it, you know and I think personally I think that's a lot of the mindset at that time it, it just kind of brings it all together at one point 
Um, and and just to kind of back up and relate that to this right now, where you're yes. at right now, what does filling out that, what is it, the, the, the gratitude journal that you're filling yep. out, what does that do for your daily, weekly, monthly um, activities? It just switches my mindset from what's going wrong day to day or just in general or to what's going right. And I sit down and I write three things out that I'm happy for and grateful for. And it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be that I, you know, landed a new account or something. It can be just that uh, I got my exercise in this morning or I got in my meditation yesterday because that's another thing that I like to do. Or I got to have dinner with my parents. You know, just different things that are that are wins for the day. Uh, that change. And I like to do it in the morning because I like to go into the day feeling that I've already have this level of gratitude that I should have because I mean the reality of it is is even though last year was bad I'm living in the greatest country in the world I've got a passion for what I do I mean it's just an amazing time to be alive and so I really try to just change that mindset by doing the gratitude journal yeah that is very very powerful very powerful I love it so what was that at what point was the enough is enough moment that pivot point for you it was about uh, April of this year, actually, and um, I was doing real well towards the beginning of the year, and I um, was starting to come out of 2015. Business started out good this year, um, but I still was holding on to some things from last year, and so what I decided to do was go down. Again, I'm in South Florida, so it was about an hour and a half drive down to Key Largo, and I rented out a, a cottage, and I said, you know, I'm going to go down there. I'm not bringing any technology. I'm going to have a full Saturday and early part of Sunday where I'm going to do just three things. I, I'm a part of, um, and I'll mention a little bit later, strategic coach, uh, entrepreneur coaching, and I have three years worth of information and binders and all that. So I was going to read through all that, see how I've caught, you know, the ways that have I improved over three years. I know there's been some things that happened negatively, business and personal, but where did I really grow in three years? And I was able to just look through this three years worth of almost business journaling and personal journaling through that. And I really loved the quiet. I was right on a little, you can kind of picture it's one of those old cottages right on the bay. I had a desk that overlooked the bay with the windows. And I just, I sat there and I, I read through that material. I also did some writing and then I did some reading. And those are the only three things I did. I, nothing else, literally no TV, no cell phone, nothing for about 24 hours. And I got done with it. And I asked a lot of my friends, like, when was the last time you went a day without talking through some kind of technological advancement or medium uh, like that? And, and I can't, to this day, it's been a while for me to find someone that actually has done that. And it was so eye-opening for me. And I really got a lot out of it. Yeah, it is very powerful. We do do that once in a while. <clears throat> it has been a while. It has been a while. But we would go out uh, camping out to the beach, and basically we would use our electronic devices, but for nothing other than just taking pictures. Yeah. And we yeah. wouldn't engage. We'd have the data off and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the clarity that comes after that, the the creativity that comes out of that is just amazing. And, and the connections with yep. your with your the people around you whoever you're with at that point in time is just so much richer 
No, it really was, and I think you hit it on the head with clarity, and that's what I gained a lot out of it. You know, I was like, look, I'm I'm tired of trying to function with all this stuff going on in my head. Is like I need to have that peace of mind and that clarity, and and I felt like that allowed me to do that and kind of have come out of that with a blank canvas that I can now put my new life onto and my new business onto because everything was new you know it changed so much that it was now new and I had to accept that and I did and then from there it's been you know I'd say from May to to now I've been so productive and I just got a lot of a lot of clarity so that was my enough is enough moment I felt like I went about it the right way uh, I definitely had some friends who were like you're going down to Key Largo by yourself <laughs> uh, but it was just something I needed to do and it, it honestly it really helped for me I, I really enjoyed it yeah more people definitely need I need to do that more often that's for sure so yeah so now let's get into um what it is you're doing now exactly with your current business and your podcast. I'd like to kind of learn a little bit about a little bit more about how that got started and how it's evolved. Yeah, definitely. You know, about five years ago, we started the on-site care. And then um, uh, back in December, I had a company called Rural Fuel Services come to me and they say, can you do a ergonomics plan for us? But we need to do it differently than most people have done it in the past because we've got locations all over the world. We got, you know, thousands of employees and we need something that can really reach all of them and be consumable by all of them because you can't, you know, go out to every location and do one-on-one things. And so they actually, you know, challenged me to put this together and they actually even paid us up front to do it. And so it was one of those things where I had to uh, make it up and make it real, you know, um, and I and I was able to do that. And so really what our massive transformative purpose has become is to digitize and then to demonetize the ergonomics for a lot of these corporations and these desk workers. And so we put together a very comprehensive uh, office and truck driving ergonomics initiative that is consumable by anybody wherever they're at. You know, it's got a bunch of different components to it and we've had a lot of interest uh, from it. And so it's been very exciting. And so uh, what do you, what do you uh, mean by demonetize? What does that mean? So ergonomics in the past has been very cumbersome and very expensive. And and it's just been one of those things where it's such a costly thing and it's ineffective. So we're not we're not going to completely demonetize it to zero dollars, uh, but in certain ways we are. Uh, but we're going to make it a lot more affordable, like exponentially more affordable for these companies. And then for the actual individual desk worker, we are completely demonetizing it. And that's the purpose of the Modern Desk Jockey podcast is that we're going to provide legitimate solutions and information that the desk worker can implement, like you like you mentioned earlier. And so it's literally free uh, healthcare advice. You know, we can't diagnose people over the podcast and things of that nature, but it's legitimate solutions that they can implement without having to pay money to have someone come in and monitor their workstation, see how they're doing and write up this report and be charged anywhere from 300 to $600 an hour to do that. And so we're trying to make it a lot more affordable for the corporation that's going to use it on a large scale and then for free for a lot of uh, desk workers and that's how we've kind of worked on the podcast in conjunction with uh, the ergonomics initiative for the corporation perfect yeah i just want i was i 
wanted to know how you were how you're doing that because it does make perfect sense it didn't cost me anything to fix my issue and i don't have it today so you know i'm definitely uh sold on on the podcast for sure because i am a desk jockey at this point and i have lots of aches and pains after you know my background and i have to get up and move around every 30 to 40 minutes or it's it's that much harder for me to get up after an hour of sitting uh you know in a cold office so there's certain things I know I can do at the desk. Yeah, and that's why your podcast resonated with me so much. It was like, you know, uh, the term abundance is is such a great term. And for me, and one of the angles that I look at it is that, you know, I think you have to be, you know, healthy. If you're going to live an abundant life, I think that's a key. And so there's a lot of people that are sitting at desks for work. It's just the way it's gone over the last, you know, hundred years is transforming and from from a more physical labor farming type of industrial society to we're using our brains a lot more and that requires computers and desks and it, there's a lot of side effects and so I want to make that huge transformation in the desk worker to where they can stop being afraid of it because you're starting to hear again like a scarcity mindset where the, there's a term sitting is the new smoking and I get it I get what they're trying to say but no sitting is not the new smoking because if you decide to smoke cigarettes like that's just a very unhealthy thing you're choosing to do for no other reason other than a habit whereas with sitting this is people's way of life you know smoking cigarettes is not a way of life and I don't want people to think that sitting at a desk has to be as bad as smoking it's not you know it can be fine if if you live a healthy lifestyle and then you make the proper changes and uh implementations to your workstation it's not like smoking cigarettes you know right and i've heard i've i've seen many articles and i've yep. seen this pop up quite a bit about how bad sitting is for us it's for me I've, i don't know how long it's been out there but i've seen it over the last month or so and yep. i have been researching it i have been looking at it because i do sit quite often but my problem is people have these standing desks and there's a couple of folks in my area that have a stand have a standing desk i can't stand that long yeah uh, i can walk and i can i can't even you know my knees don't allow me to run as much as i used to love to run but yes. um i just can't stand like that i have to sit but then i have to keep moving too that's my thing yep. i just have to, i'm a shark i was thinking yeah. about this this morning i literally was thinking about this this morning i'm a shark i have to keep moving because um, no, it was last. It was yesterday. I was on an on, on an escalator, mm-hmm. and the people in front of me weren't moving to the side like they do in Japan. So you can walk up or down if you want to, which I loved about Japan. They're very courteous about that. But um, and I'm like, you know what? I'm like a shark. I gotta keep moving forward, man. And it's not just because of my mindset, but it's also because of my body. I I can't sit still for too long. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and there are some validity to the stand-up desk and the alteration of that. People do make mistakes with that, uh, but to really distill it down, the key is to take micro breaks and to be movement. Uh, There's actually a term I like that a a group does, and it's called movement as medicine. And it basically is saying that movement can be a form of really getting healthy, and uh, and that's no different than, than micro breaks and such. Yeah, that's the uh, walking 10,000 steps a day type of stuff. And there's folks yep. in my – I work in a large uh, medical center, and, goodness, there's 4,000 employees that work there. And, yep. you know, once in a while, we have little arrows on the hallways that tells you how far – you know, if you start here, you go down this way, and back around the corner, you've walked, you know, a couple miles or whatever, uh, which is pretty cool. Not as many people yep. using it as when it first got started, but I do still <laughs> see, see people doing their laps once in a while. Yep. 
Yeah, very important. So I, I cut yeah. you off a little bit there. So yeah. um, if we can continue on with what you're talking about. Yeah, I feel like um, the Desk Jockey podcast is just another tool to help educate the masses on this and do it in a way that is providing them with um, positive solutions versus kind of I think there's a lot of scare tactics out there with it right now. And, you know, it's, it's a reality. You definitely want to educate them with the statistics and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, ultimately we're trying to reach the masses and provide a solution for all kinds of desk workers, whether you're a laptop person that's at the coffee shop or you are in a major corporation, uh, we want to provide you with solutions. And so that was really the uh, inspiration of doing the, the podcast. Yeah, and you know, as you're saying that, I was thinking of another niche that would niche down a little bit too, and that would be gamers. Oh yes, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. but, well, now a lot of the gamers are outside playing Pokemon Go, which I love to see. <laughs> Some of these kids look like they haven't been outside in in you know since they were yeah. six, and they're 18 now, you know, and they're out walking around like zombies, but they're moving and they're communicating with real people. It's so funny, you know, it's so true is we've actually taken them out of the house, but they don't, they haven't been out in so long that they don't realize you got to watch out for cars coming by. (laughs) (laughs) You hear all these crazy stories. They're like falling into ditches. Mm -hmm. Well, my son works at a, um, at a pizza hut call center. And Uh, in that area, there's a lot of, I guess there's a lot of gyms and, and pokey stops and all this stuff. So there, any given, any time of the day, there's anywhere from, I don't know, 10 to 40 or 50 people and I'm talking kids from you know dads I was over there you know I'd do it around my neighborhood I have a six-year-old we'll go walking around but when we're waiting for my oldest uh, to get out of work we'll be walking around but there's other dads walking with their kids but then there's you know older guys too running around there yeah. uh, and so yeah at least they're running around but but I'm totally <laughs> digging the podcast man I really am and there's so much information that I would have never thought about the mousetrap. And I love yeah. the way that you, you, you named it something that's easy to remember and yeah. uh, and such a simple solution. Yeah, you know, and that's sometimes you got to just make it simple. And, and it should be simple solutions. If it gets too confusing, then it's going to be hard to implement it and then maintain that. So that's one of the things I'm really trying to be cognizant of when I do uh, anything we implement or when I discuss something with the podcast is how do we find the easy solution you know it's kind of like the golf swing i play a lot of golf i've probably got 10 things wrong with my swing but if the golf pro tried to get me to fix all 10 at the same time i wouldn't do any of them but if he can find one thing that's maybe causing five of them that's a good start and so that's what i try to do with our podcast and some of the solutions yeah and you're very abundant in that and that's one thing one reason why i wanted to have you on the show is because i see anybody who has given away valuable information absolutely free regardless of how it is and then you know free ebook or um podcast or whatever it is that's extremely abundant in in what you're doing and granted a lot of guys are doing that to uh eventually get paid customers and that's fine too that's that you know we all got to get paid for our information on what we do but you're giving away the farm i mean you're just giving away so much valuable information because other stuff i've listened to i completely I was like I know somebody who can use that I know somebody right now today who is just complaining about that and I'm going to forward them this podcast so that they can get something out of it and then you know it just goes on from there yeah and that was the goal was like if if I get someone to listen to the podcast regularly and they don't do anything else that's fine you know they're going to get so much out of that and at least I'm helping them you know and so that's 
the ultimate goal is just that you should be able to just listen to the podcast if you're a desk worker and get almost everything you almost like 90% of what you need uh, mm. to make this solution. You know, sometimes some folks do have poor equipment. I can't do anything about that um, free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't sell equipment at all, but that's sometimes if your chair is 25 years old, I can't really fix that completely free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so awesome, Kevin. So we're going to pay it forward. You ready for that? Absolutely. Men of Abundance, one thing I want to point out that you may have noticed amongst all of the guests that I've had on the show so far is all of them have some sort of daily habits that they follow, myself included. In fact, for the last five years, one of my daily habits that I have not missed is drinking a dense nutrition shake every single morning after my workout. I had never been a fan of any protein shakes or nutrition shakes or nutrition drinks or anything of that nature. I did get into smoothies at one time, but making smoothies, quite frankly, is very expensive and very messy in most cases. But about five years ago, my doctor told me that I had to do something about my cholesterol. Ironically enough, as it happens, divine intervention, call it what you want, I was introduced to this dense nutrition shake that completely turned my cholesterol around. On top of that, I had more energy, my esophageal reflux went away, my chronic joint pain wasn't nearly as bad, and I shed some weight, all within the first 28 days. I can talk all day long about what just 30 days of this dense nutrition shake will do for you. But until you try this stuff out yourself, you're going to continue to be as skeptical as I was. The cool thing is, is you can try Shakeology with absolutely no risk whatsoever. There's a bottom of the bag, 100% 30-day money-back guarantee. That means you can consume the entire 30-day bag. And if you don't see or feel the difference in your body, or you otherwise just are not completely satisfied, you can send the empty bag back and get all of your money back, no questions asked. And there are multiple different flavors you can try. Now, my favorite flavor is the greenberry and the strawberry. My wife loves the vanilla, and we both like the coffee latte. There's also chocolate, and there's also a vegan chocolate and a vegan tropical strawberry. And there are even sample packs so you can try the various flavors. So to learn more about the benefits of Shakeology, go to menofabundance.com forward slash resources or just go to menofabundance.com, click on the resources tab, scroll down to the health and nutrition part and you're going to see the Shakeology tab. Click on that, take a look, and if you have any questions whatsoever, get a hold of me. I'll be happy to help. All right, let's get back to the show. Great. So give men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today, either in their health or, you know, in their personal life. I love this question. I really did. And I picked two and this has just been huge for me. Um, One is eating healthy because I always have been kind of lucky to genetically where I'm I'm lean and I I could eat whatever I wanted to. But I'm 36 now. I'm not 26. And so I really made the effort to change my eating. And what I did was I I went to more of the Tim Ferriss kind of slow carb diet in a sense. Not that I had to lose weight, but it's basically eating low glycemic carbohydrates only, you know, your fruits and vegetables and sweet potatoes and, you know, staying away from the grains and the breads and the sugars, all that stuff. And uh, one of the key components of that was to um, also introduce the, uh, I drink a lot of coffee. I am a coffee drinker and I had to get away from the sugar and cream of that. So I did 
the bulletproof coffee, which I'm going to talk about in my daily habits. So we'll kind of tie that in. But yeah, please do. I'm looking forward. Yeah. To and so I switched my eating to where, and I do have one cheat day a week, and so I can really decompress on a Saturday and just eat whatever I want. Uh, but throughout the the week, not only did I lose 10 pounds, and it was a good 10 pounds. But I'm not getting that up and down crash and burn where I used to – most people drink a coffee with some sugar and cream in it and then they eat a sugar-based, carb-based breakfast. So they get a little spike in energy and then they crash. And so then they need, they need that second cup of coffee and then they crash. And they need a snack that's sugar-based. And it's just this yo-yo effect all throughout the day. And I, I really thought I was dealing with some like chronic fatigue issues until I made this switch. And now I just feel like I'm at a steady state of energy levels um, by, by doing it and I can eat it's not like I have to I can go to a restaurant and I can order a steak I can switch out the mashed potatoes for Brussels sprouts and I can you know I can have a glass of red wine or a stout beer so it's not like I have to bring my own food to a restaurant like some of these uh, eating plans and so if mm-hmm. I had to give uh, you don't have to follow the exact thing I'm doing but find a way of of introducing some healthy eating, you'd be amazed at how your performance would go up. It's just huge. I can't, I can't state it enough. Completely agree with that. And I talk about that quite a bit on the show, so we'll just leave it. Yeah. Right there. I totally yeah. 100% agree with that, but I have, I'm an avid coffee. I'm drinking coffee right now. Uh, I mean, it's, it's still early. It's still morning time for me and I'll probably have one yeah. more cup, but um, I want to learn more about the Bulletproof Coffee. I've seen it. I've heard about yeah. it. I have not done it. And I'm, I've recently been thinking about it. So there it is. It's, it's once again, <laughs> you think it and, and, and it comes to you. So I'm looking forward to that. Perfect. And What's then number the two? Uh, number two is uh, I've really, really focused on leveraging technology to increase my performance and uh, peace of mind in a sense with business. I have a lot going on and there's so many good technological advancements that allow you to leverage your time, energy, effort levels to make things happen that look so professional and like you're living this abundant business that are not super expensive, not hard, you know, like there's always someone that can do it and there's, or there's a platform that can. And so I've really leveraged technology to increase um, my business and even my personal life. And I think everybody should look into that because your, your performance will go through the roof if you're leveraging the technology that's out there today uh, correctly. Right. Absolutely. So that leads us into the uh, daily habits. We were just talking about what daily habits make the biggest impact in your life. So the the first is um, I do the the gratitude journal that we mentioned. And so I had already spoke about that, and that's been hu- huge for me. I do that in the morning, and then I also have been adding meditation. And and again, this is also tying into using uh, technology. You know, back in the day, you'd have to find someone to help you with meditation and train you on it, and it would cost you a fair amount of money. Uh, I'm using the Headspace app, and they have a a really good app, and it's so easy. And I I meditate for 10 minutes per day. Try to do it in the morning. If I don't have time, I do it in the midday. And it just helps really get that clarity that I've been trying to find ever since that Key Largo trip I made. And, And that was shortly before that is when I started the meditation. And so it's really helped get everything to just calm down you know everything's busy I know I got a lot going on a lot of projects I got to treat patients still and so I just really have this um, sense of calm when things get difficult now that I've implemented the meditation so uh, that's number two as far as that 
the Bulletproof Coffee is the big one that I mentioned also. Uh, I love doing that. That's really setting me off to a good morning because that becomes my meal and my coffee because it has all that fat, the butter, the basically just to, to sum it up real quick, it's, it's coffee and then it's, you put that in a blender with some grass fed butter and then also some MCT or coconut oil. You blend it up. It's like a hot frothy coffee that you sip on and it also doubles as your meal because of the fat in there. It has that satiety effect or that feeling of full. And so that carries, and I'm an early riser. Um, that carries me up till about 10 a.m. Where, where I have a nice little snack. And so that's been a, a huge daily habit of mine. Um, and then lastly, I want to introduce something I don't do every day. I'd probably do it two to three times a week, but it's whole body cryotherapy. Um, I've got one in my office where it's the liquid nitrogen that cools the body down. It's three minutes. I know uh, Tony Robbins has one in his house, and he does it uh, three days a week also. And it's just been something that really helps with um, – my overall physical performance and so that's been a really good addition to my habits let's talk a little bit more about that uh i've i've it seems like is i think tim ferris tim ferris is a human guinea pig he's always doing something correct but i don't know that he's gotten to that one yet but that's intriguing what exactly yeah. is that yeah so you stand in this cylinder your head's out you've got socks on and you got gloves on and you go in and for three minutes it spurts in this liquid nitrogen it gets all the way down to about 150 degrees Celsius so you know anywhere 250 minus 250 to 275 Fahrenheit uh, it's not freezing the tissues like say an ice bath does what it's actually doing is tricking your your brain into saying I'm in a, a very cold environment and so physiologically all the blood will shunt from your extremities to your core and to your brain and so for the three minutes you're in there the blood's coming out of the extremities and then when you step out, it says, okay, I'm back to normal. And it now takes all that blood that is newly enriched with um, oxygen and other nutrients, and it hyperperfuses to the extremities with this newly enriched blood. And it actually courses through some of the capillaries, even in some of the distal extremities, that maybe the blood flow wasn't ideal uh, prior to that for various reasons. And so it just does kind of like a a flushing out of the blood and then a re-flushing uh, down into uh, higher quality blood. And it helps with things like inflammation, uh, recovery from sport and activity. Uh, there's actually even some positive um, calorie burning that goes on there, mm-hmm. about 500 per session throughout the day because it stimulates mm-hmm. the, the metabolism a bit more. And then there's this really lengthy research article that came out about the health, the mental health effects of cold immersion. Uh, again, it's not long sustaining for that. Like if you do it five times, it's not like you're going to have this great antidepressant forever. It's just as you do it, you, you definitely have this feeling of invigoration that happens uh, for for a little bit. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting. And it's we've had it for two years in our office and, and people love it. Every Regular folks to, to athletes are using it a lot. Huh. I'll have to look into that out here because Hawaii's always got something going on with stuff like that. I used to be a member of the Honolulu Club mm-hmm. and I used to truly enjoy getting in the either the steam um, the steam sauna or the dry sauna. Usually I like the steam sauna and then get right into the hot, the cold tub mm-hmm. for about a minute or so and then get back into the sauna. And that did amazing things for my joints or... Uh, I would early in somebody had told me this a while back. Darren Orlean, somebody else that I follow as far as health and fitness is concerned, 
um, let's say take a cold, super, super, as cold as shower as you could as your house. Now I live in Hawaii, the water doesn't get super cold. But <laughs> after a warm shower, then the last thing I would do is just turn on cold shower and just like bathe in it for a minute or two. And I was just really super invigorated after that. But does it compare to that at all? It does, absolutely. It really boosts your energy levels afterwards and you get that invigoration that occurs. Uh, and a lot of people really like that aspect of it. Uh, it's It's great. Now, I don't normally, I will add um, something that I hear all the time when I ask this question, habits, is drinking 16 ounces of cold water first thing in the morning. And I had heard this again, heard this for quite a while. I've been doing it over the last four or five days. Okay. The very first thing that I do, because normally it would be a cup of coffee right away. Mm-hmm. But I drink an ice cold glass of water. I, I, sometimes I put salt, the sea salt in it, Himalayan yep. sea salt uh, or pink salt. And I'm truly it just wakes me right up wakes yep. my brain up right away no absolutely you're definitely going to help with the hydrate you know if you sleep for eight hours or so you're not getting any fluids in there and you you will have a sense of dehydration uh and especially if you do happen to have a glass of wine or two mm-hmm. at night you know that that'll happen um but yeah it's it's a great great thing you know because then if you drink right to coffee that's another uh something that's going to dehydrate you so having that glass of water is going to be very helpful yeah, I always try to trick myself and say that coffee is mostly water, but it doesn't. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so what book would you recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Yeah, actually, when I saw this question, it's like I know exactly which one. I do a lot of reading, and the one that's been resonating with me for the last couple months, and I've actually listened to it twice, is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Um, it's been a lot of popularity amongst the NFL players. Also, some of the teams are actually making them read it. Uh, because it just teaches the idea that sometimes the obstacle is the way you have to go. It's not going to be easy, but once you get through that obstacle, you're going to come out on the other side, whether it's business or personal, um, a lot better for it. And that's where a lot of the achievements will come from. Right. And I've heard of that book just recently on another podcast, and I will have the link to that book and anything else that we're talking about on our show notes with timestamps. Uh, on our show notes, and that will be at menofabundance.com forward slash zero two one, or just search uh, Kevin in the search bar, and the episode will pop right up. So I have one more question for you. Ready yep. for that? I am. Outstanding. What does living a life of abundance mean to you, Kevin? So earlier I mentioned I'm part of Strategic Coach, and and Dan Sullivan is the is the developer of that, and he came up with a the four freedoms uh, and that really resonated with me because you know the abundance aspect is important to me and what his four freedoms are is the freedom of time freedom of money freedom of relationship and freedom of purpose and if you can find freedom within those four aspects you're living a life of abundance and and it doesn't mean you have to have a million dollars in the bank but if you have a good relationship with money you know and you and you can support everything that you're doing and all that that's great if you've got a lot of time on your hands to do what you want and full, you know and that sense of purpose and relationships like what else could you really want to have an abundant life and so that for me is the key uh, to living an abundant life and that's what I'm trying to achieve for myself that is beautiful and it completely resonates with what I'm most currently working on is building a men of abundance community and one of the very first things I talk about 
is exactly that and you used exactly the words that I'm going to have a video in there for and that is your relationship with money because yep. if you don't have that right nothing else is going to jive when it comes to living a life of abundance as far as I'm concerned because everything we do requires money yep. for the most part as far as our day-to-day living activities driving to work what everything so but you don't and you said it again you don't have to have a million dollars when people are advertising make a million dollars make a million dollars that's just a dollar figure to reach what you really want is a steady income that will take care of your lifestyle whatever that is and and that's including the four t's um tithing with your time talents and treasures and i just think that that that's absolutely perfect i love that answer Great, great. Uh, thank you. Awesome. So let's uh, close this up a little bit. And before we yeah. do, leave us with some parting piece of guidance and any way that we can get in touch with you or anything that you're working on, as well as your podcast, which I will also have listed in the show notes. Sounds good. Yeah, for me, a parting piece of guidance is, you know, life and business is not a zero-sum game. Uh, you know, just keep on doing what you're doing. There's going to be some people that are achieving a little bit more, but it doesn't mean you can't achieve. You can't get where you want to. There might be some people in a personal life that are seem like they're way more uh, successful in Amazon, but you never know what they're going through also. And just understand that it's not a zero-sum game and you can uh, be appreciative of what other people are doing and still accomplish what you want to also. Um, I'm very active on Facebook, and you can also find me on Twitter at The Modern Desk Jockey, uh, or visit us at moderndeskjockey.com to check out the podcast, and we'd love to have you for sure. Awesome, and I'll have all that, like I said, I'll have all of that in the show notes at menofabundance.com forward slash 021, and also, like I said, I want to remind you that I do have timestamps, which is really cool because as we go through the pay it forward, as we talked about your... Uh, kick in the gut moment and your pivot point I timestamp all of that stuff so if you want to listen to this show on the website and you want to go right to that specific point of the show just click on the timestamp next to that and it'll take you right there uh, which is great technology in fact the guy that's uh, created that technology I'm going to have on the show uh, next week so it's pretty sweet all right Kevin this has been a um, really cool conversation Uh, I love what you do and I definitely support your podcast and everything else that you have going on. So I appreciate your time, man. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity and your time. You have a have a great day. Oh, well, you too. All right, Men of Abundance, that's all I have for you today. Again, that was another amazing conversation with another man doing awesome things in our community. And again, I want to invite you to go to menofabundance.com forward slash blog or just go to menofabundance.com and click on the blog and you'll be able to see those live video feeds. Here's the really cool thing about those live feeds being posted directly to my blog. So here's how it works. I do a live video on Facebook and as soon as I'm done with that video, that video automatically posts directly to my blog. The cool thing about that is is it takes all the comments and everything else with it. And every time somebody continues to comment on the video at the replay on Facebook, those comments continue to show up on my blog. Now, if you know anything about blogging and SEO, what that does is that gives me a whole lot of SEO juice, which is really, really cool technology. And the other cool thing about that is, is the creator of that software is going to be on the show later this week. And I'm really excited about getting him on the show because he has helped me so much with that software 
and all the other software that you see on my website. So go check out the Men of Abundance blog and leave your comments. I would love to hear what you guys have to say about it. Alright guys, go out and be abundant this week and make sure you pay it forward. Aloha. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance. Thank you.